Podcast Answer Man, episode number 437. Hi, everyone. Dan Meller here from 48 Days Online Radio. Cliff Ravenscraft has been my podcast answer man ever since he was bold enough to ask me if I wanted to make my podcast a 10 rather than a 6. And from what I'm now hearing all around the world, not only is he my podcast answer man, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you have been creating content for many years, there's something we can always do to take everything we're doing to the next level. And well, one of the things that I've been doing, my friends, lately to take things to the next level is pre-recording content for later release, batch recording, if you will. And in fact, this episode is being released into the podcast feed on February 19th. I actually am recording this intro to this episode on January 24th, and the interview that I'm actually going to be sharing with you today with my friend Leary Gates was recorded over a month ago before this. Uh, It's a little bit crazy to try to keep it all in control as far as when is this going to be released and what kind of things are happening at that time that I need to remember to include in here as far as notes. For example, when this is being released, I'm in New Zealand. I've been in New Zealand for over a week because I was at the Asia Pacific Podcast Conference with Paul Spain and a bunch of other wonderful New Zealanders and Australians and, well, actually people from all over the world. But I'm sure it's been an exciting time, but it's kind of weird to pre-record content knowing that I haven't quite yet left. I'm actually getting things all set up. And in fact, it's been kind of weird because I have had times when I would get maybe an episode or two in advance, but this is the first time I've been a full month ahead of schedule. Sometimes you just have to do that if you want to stick to your commitment of releasing content consistently every single week, which is what I've promised you guys here throughout 2016 at Friday mornings at 5 a.m., there will be a new episode. That's been my commitment to you guys, and I hope that that's given you the ability to stick me into your weekly routine. Now, I realize that the content of Podcast Answer Man has shifted just a little bit. It's been tweaked a bit to be more in line with the title of this podcast. And I'm trying to make the content here stay a little bit more on topic. Now, obviously, there's going to be the Cliff Ravenscraft flair when I talk about some technical questions and and stuff like that. I'm going to give you antidotes from my experience and stories of things that I've experienced. But what I can tell you is that if you've been a longtime listener to Podcast Answer Man and you realize this show doesn't necessarily have the same thing that I'm, it just seems to be missing something. Well, I do want to let you know that some of that's been intentional. Of course, you go back a several episodes, you'll hear the Year of Identity Part 1 and the Year of Identity Part 2. Those episodes are just a couple weeks back before this one. And 
what happened is I rebranded my podcast that I've been doing since 2006. It was originally called the My Crazy Life Podcast, and then it became, after I think it was 398 episodes, I rebranded it from My Crazy Life to Pursuing a Balanced Life, and then just this year, I made the decision to rebrand that to The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And well, in reality, that podcast was The Cliff Ravenscraft Show all the way back to 2006. So if you haven't done so already, I highly encourage you to go and search for The Cliff Ravenscraft Show in iTunes or in any of your favorite podcast directories, or you can just go to cliffravenscraft.com. You'll find it there. Anyway, The Cliff Ravenscraft Show has a whole lot more content from me, and it's not just the technical sides of podcasting, but it has tons of insight about my own personal journey from going all the way back to when this was just a hobby for me back in 2006, all the way through, boy, I wish I could do podcasting full-time as my own career one day. Wouldn't that be a dream come true? And then to actually share that journey of how it did come true, and then leaving my career in insurance after 11 years and doing this thing called starting a business? What the heck is that? I'm a business owner? That was my mindset back in January 2008. What the heck am I doing here? I have no experience in this. And then sharing my journey through the process of creating that business and how it was profitable that first year, but only profitable because, well, the only employee that was in the company, which AKA was me, only got paid $11,000 for an entire year's worth of work and more work than I've ever done in my life in any other job that I've ever performed. But then, not only has that podcast covered that season of life, but it's also covered the season of life, well, the various many seasons of life since then, where this business has grown to where today it routinely generates well over a half million dollars a year in revenue, and it's still just myself, and I have my wife who helps me with some accounting work, and I have one virtual assistant. And we're doing pretty darn well, and we're on the verge of something new, something exciting. And and so if if any of that sounds appealing to you and you want the behind-the-scenes journey and all of that stuff, head over to The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Just look for it in your favorite podcast directory, or you can go over to cliffravenscraft.com. Now, in this week's episode of Podcast Answer Man, I am bringing you another interview with someone who is a podcasting A to Z alumni. This is another graduate of my online coaching program that I do called Podcasting A to Z. Leary is someone who has multiple business ventures out there. He also has a very ministry-focused outlet for helping people. It's always interesting to see the different motives that people have for getting into podcasting and and what do they get out of podcasting. And every time I have these conversations with an alumni or a a client that I had worked with back when I was doing one-on-one consulting outside of podcasting A to Z, the interesting story is to hear the different paths people have taken and also the different way that they see value from the work that they've done. And it's always interesting to talk to people who have achieved the success of approaching 100 episodes or even going well beyond 100 episodes. Years later, what kind of value? Why do they continue to come up with content every single week? What is it that drives them? And well, today we're gonna learn what drives Leary Gates, and I'm going to go ahead and play for you this interview right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Leary, so glad to have you on Podcast Answer Man. How are you doing, sir? I am great. Looking forward to this time together. Well, I am as well. I just want to let people know, if I haven't already said so in the introduction, you are an A to Z alumni and you are fastly approaching your 100th episode of your podcast. Well, actually, if you count it, we have kind of two sub shows. We've we've gone over the 100 mark. If you consider we just started launching a six to eight minute version of our show. So if you add those up along with our longer format, yeah, we're already over 100. So so you're doing some six to eight minute version of your show. Is it in the same feed or is it a different feed? Yeah, it's in the same feed. What we decided to do was we put out our show about, we roughly aim at about 30 minutes and it comes out on Thursdays and that's the Reinventure Me podcast. And then we do a shorter version of that that we call the Reinventure Me toolbox, which is just intended to be quick tips and, and uh, focus drilled down on one thing that can be really helpful. Like we might share something about how to use LinkedIn in some way. And uh, that's a that's geared around six to 10 minutes or so. So it's intended to be a quick hit thing that we do every other week on Tuesdays. How did you first discover podcasting? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I had a friend, uh, Jeff Abramovitz is his name, and he kept saying, Larry, you just need to uh, you just need to put out a podcast. And it's one of those things where I, <laughs> I just like, yeah, like I need another thing to do. Right. And I really didn't even know much, Cliff, about what podcasting was all about. I never listened to one. Uh, but he said, you know, this is really something that a lot of people are starting to turn to. They're getting their iPods and and they're listening to this stuff. And, uh, you know, it's something that I'm really doing a lot of. And I really think given what I've heard out there, I think you would be able to uh, offer some really good, useful help for other people. So I think you should do that. And he kept kind of bringing that up. And I finally like, OK, Jeff, uh, what what does that involve? And start looking at it like, oh my goodness! And then that's when I ran across you, Cliff. I, I don't remember exactly how. <laughs> it's not hard to search podcasting and find your name out there, but uh, and I saw your A to Z course, and I thought, you know what? I could spend. I'm pretty tech savvy, Cliff. I could probably piece all the stuff together to put a podcast. But when I saw what you had put together in your class, I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. And my time's too precious to me. I'm going to go to the expert. I'm going to get the download of all the stuff that I need to do. And I'm going to get the quick start that I needed. And boy, I'll tell you what, I was, I was over the top impressed with your A to Z course. I mean, it was beyond what I had expected. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really do. You know, you mentioned that you had this friend that was consistently needling you saying, hey, you need to create a podcast. I think this yeah. would be a great avenue for you to to get your message out there and, and to help people. But what is it that flipped the switch for you? What made you decide to create a podcast and, and what were you hoping to accomplish when you made that decision to launch one? I think I'm the kind of guy that likes to experiment with stuff. And, and I was just, I think at some point in time, something went off inside of me and said, you know, uh, I'm either going to do it or not going to do it, and I'm going to try it, and I'm going to see what it's like. And I know that that was a fairly risky thing to do, considering the investment, because when I went, I went in kind of all in. I mean, I took your course. I bought the equipment that I needed to buy, and um, you know, I know that you don't have to spend all that to do it, but I kind of did. And I, I think it was just one of those things where I wanted to try it. And I can't tell you that I had any logical... You know, here were the five things that I saw on podcasting that was really going to do it for me. I wasn't setting it up as a stream of revenue for a business. I was doing it because it was something I just wanted to do. And so in some ways, I kind of started out as a hobby podcaster, I suppose, because it was just really to scratch a personal itch. And I think that that 
when he planted that seed, it just kind of started to itch. And it was like one of those things where, you know, you got somehow you got to get the voice out of your head that somebody tells you just, you know, you ought to do this. And it just keeps conting you and coming back and you go, you know what, I'm either going to do this or not do it. I mean, that's obvious, but I decided ah, I'm just going to do it. Now, do you have a business? Yeah, actually, I have several. I'm, I consider myself bivocational. So I have a management consulting company. What we do is we help businesses identify new growth options for their company that's usually what we call nonlinear. They're not in the normal line of sight for their business. So I consider myself a business creative and a venture coach. I look at new ways of uh, conducting businesses, new markets, new de- uh, market development that they might go into. So that's where I spend most of my time and energy is in my management consulting practice. But then I also have a, uh, a personal ministry that's called Bold Path Life Strategies. And what we do is we help individuals with identifying what their uh, new mission ought to be, what their new frontier ought to be, and, and the, the uh, purposes that they should unleash in their own life. So the idea of creating a podcast wasn't saying to yourself, hmm, this could be a whole new stream of potential clients that I could work with in either of these business pursuits you already have. That wasn't no, really a thought no, at all then. It, no, actually what really uh, the Reinventure Me podcast has done for me, apart from just being something I really enjoy, it's given me an opportunity to put together and piece together some content. It's an excuse. You know, when you got the show coming up, you have to think about, all right, well, what am I going to do? You know, what is it going to be about? And what I love about it is that it, it imposes a discipline on me to develop content and to really think through some things that are that I'm passionate about and to start uh, putting some things out there, you know, because you never really know often what you think about something until you have to write it down or talk about it or put it out there in some way. And so having a podcast that I do at least uh, weekly uh, really imposes that structure that I like because it helps me create content. Now, the name of your podcast is called Reinventure Me. Can you That's- just can you tell us a little bit about the name of that podcast? What does what does Reinventure mean? Yeah, our very first episode is uh, the is titled "The Question You Should Never Stop Asking," and that question, in my opinion, is what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> what is it that is there for me to do? And I I really ho- subscribe to this you should theory that you should never stop asking that question because when you do, you start settling, you become complacent, and when you always believe that there's something else in life to embrace that challenges you, causes you to live larger than you're presently living. I think it's a much more exciting life to live. And so the Reinventure Me podcast is this, uh, is really the idea of venturing and reinventing. It's the amalgamation of those two words. So we want to reinvent our life while we're venturing forth in the things that God's called us to to take part of and to do. And so that's really where we, we come up with that uh, name. I love that. And, and what's interesting is that this is a title for a podcast that generally I would struggle with saying, hey, go for it, because it's not something that people can look at the title and immediately understand what this podcast is about. It does take a little bit of explanation and stuff like that, yeah, but it probably is a little more, too cerebral. I, I would give you that. It it does. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but we, we like that that it has this notion of, of venturing and reinventing at the same time. Do you do anything to communicate that through your podcast description? Is there anything on your artwork that maybe has a tagline that helps this in any way when people just see reinventure me and they don't they're like, what's that? Yeah. Our tagline is find your next great beginning. 
And it, that's the idea behind it is, is that we want to venture forth and reinvent at the same time. Um, and, that, and so that's really how we describe ourselves, that we want to help people embrace the opportunities that are in front of them and to make the most use of them. And often that, that starts with changing ourselves. So what are the things that we have to do to change the way we see the world, the way we embrace the opportunities that are right in front of us? Uh, many times we, we think about creating opportunities and we fully miss the fact that there are many opportunities that are right in front of us that, we, that all we have to do is be able to see them better. How long ago did you launch the podcast? Well, let's see. It started, um, this is our second year now. So we started in January, mid-January of 2014. Yeah, 2014, January 2014. So you've been doing this weekly since that time? Yeah, I think we've missed maybe two weeks in that uh, in that entire stretch. But yep, that's about right. And how long would you say it takes you to prepare an episode? Let's say time for preparation all the way up through the publishing or scheduling to the website. Sure. Like when we first started or now? <laughs> yeah, actually, I would love to know both. I think people probably would. Hopefully, you're going to have an answer that I expect and, and that people will be encouraged by the answer. But uh, yeah, let's let's start off when you first started and what it takes now. I think if I'd known how much time it would actually take to start it the first episode i'm not sure i would have done it but except knowing that you get better over time i think we put 18 hours into that first episode i think we re-recorded it five times now i have a i have a show co-host uh armin asadi we decided to do the show as a co-hosted format so most of our dialogue is between ourselves about the topic so it's almost like sitting in on a friend's conversation as we talk about a variety of different things Neither of us felt like the first show had the quality that we wanted to do. I know, Cliff, you're an advocate, and I really appreciate it, of just get it out there, you know, because you can spend so much time trying to perfect these things. And trust me, over the uh, 100 episodes that we've had or so, uh, combined shows, uh, there are several of them that are just pretty much feel that way. We just put it out there. But when we first started, you know, there were so many dials we were trying to tweak and trying to figure out the filters and trying to get all the you know, the music done the way we wanted to. So I think it took us like 18 hours to get that first show out. Now, um, we probably spend about 45 minutes in show prep. We spend about roughly 25 to 30 minutes in recording. We'll then do a video teaser for the show, which takes us, you know, another few minutes to do. And then uh, I ship that off to an audio editor, and then I uh, ship off the show notes, our raw show notes, to uh, actually my daughter, who does the, uh, the editing for the show notes. And so most of my time, really, we get uh, a show, we'll get a show out in a couple hours. That's uh, awesome. It's, yeah. It's very efficient now. So you were taking, I love the idea of this video teaser right after the process of recording. So it's fresh. You've just recorded yep. it. You know exactly what you've talked about. So you fire up. What kind of video camera are you using? Oh, let's see. I have a Sony 4K uh, video camera with a Rode uh, microphone on it. And, uh, you know, it's nothing special. We just, uh, Armin and I just sit here and in our, our bar stools and we just kind of banter and tease each other a little bit because we like to have a little fun with it. And, uh, you know, we'll put out a, a maybe a one-minute teaser for the show just talking about what's coming up and inviting people to take part of it when it comes out on Thursdays. And where does this video get shared? Uh, we share it on social media. So you'll find it on our Reinventure Me Facebook page. Uh, we also have uh, Google+, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. Uh, so it gets shared out there. 
Excellent. Can you describe what your process is for preparing for an episode? One of the disciplines that I have every day is to journal three pages every day. So over the last uh, three and a half years, I've journaled, um, I don't know, I probably have filled about 30 journals now. But uh, so when I said it takes two hours to do the show, about 45 minutes to do show prep, it doesn't include the journaling time. And when I know a show episode is coming up, for instance, I might journal about it for three days. I might just write out whatever I'm thinking about or, or do a little bit of my own. Here's where I have some background that I want to uh, research. But most of the time that Armin and I spend in show prep is just integrating me, my, my notes from my uh, journaling experience, as well as, uh, as the research that he's come up with and the things that we want to integrate and discuss on the show. With over 100 combined episodes at this point, do you ever struggle with coming up with new content for the show? And if so, how do you come up with that new content? <laughs> yeah, all the time. You know, what's funny is, I don't know, somewhere around 30 shows, I was starting to think, yeah, maybe we've exhausted all the content really there is out there, which of course, you know, you haven't, you know, it's just one of those, you know, you've just gotten dry, you've gotten a dry spell. And then what we do is, um, you know, Armin or I will, will start asking friends, okay, you know, you've listened to a podcast, what would you want to hear about? And so we pull and then we find out, oh, we haven't even pulled any of these threads at all. Or I might read something in a book and I go, wow, that's a great thought. And I bet it would develop nicely into a podcast. So right now we kind of keep an episode list of things that we would like to podcast about. That's probably about 20 topics long and not all of them are ones that we like feel like we have energy around at the time. You know, they seem like maybe a good idea when we put it on the list, but we're like, uh, it just doesn't seem like it's something that we can speak from passionately. And I think one of the things that Armin and I both feel strongly about when we're talking about show titles and things that we want to come up with and talk about, we both have to feel like, it's something that we have some personal story and some personal energy around because, you know, if you don't have your own experience to share from it and it's not interesting to you, it's not going to be interesting to the audience. So that's the first filter we put through it is, is that something that we, that would resonate with us? What have you found to be the most effective in gaining new listeners for your show? That's a great question. It's always something that we struggle with a little bit. Um, you, you know, we do ask, some of our show listeners, when they specifically comment on the show or uh, they've talked to me directly about it, I'll just ask them, to, hey, share the show with others. And, and many of them will say, yeah, I just sent it out to a bunch of my friends. I have not done the work, again, because this is more of a hobby than it is a business. I'm not trying to you know, generate an income from the show. And I noticed uh, some of your episodes that I, I actually tagged. I want to go back and listen to the one specifically on how to improve your visibility in iTunes. Uh, which I was kind of anxious to hear about what you had to say about that. But there's, we haven't really had a diligent marketing strategy for the podcast. I, you know, embarrassed to admit, but it's the growth that we've had has been entirely word of mouth and organic. How would you describe the growth of your show? I mean, how do you feel about the audience? Are you, if you want to share numbers, you can no, no pressure to do so, but how do you feel about the audience size? Well, I'm, I would like to see it obviously much larger. We're, we're getting about 50 downloads a day and, you know, it's not a big show from a volume perspective, but that has steadily grown. And um, I'm I'm pretty optimistic that as more and more people discover the show, and I think there's a lot of really good content on there, if I don't say so myself. But part of it is just the fun of the interaction, I think, that Armin and I have together. We have really developed a fun rapport. And I think for some people, it's just that engagement, which they find 
uh, more interesting even <laughs> perhaps than some of the things that we talk about. Yeah, so that's where we're at today, and I would certainly love to see that grow quite a bit more. But right now, with all the other things that I have in my uh, personal portfolio to work on, concentrating on show growth and, and the techniques to do that is not a real high priority. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect of having a podcast? I mean, you have been podcasting for nearly two years now, and you've got 95 episodes. It's not generating income. You know, it's not the largest size audience out there. But what is it that keeps you coming back week after week? Can you point to some of the most rewarding results that you've had as a result of doing this? Oh, Cliff, it's been rewarding, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in in just helping me develop content and clarifying my own thinking. That's kind of a selfish purpose, but the biggest reward I get is when I hear from listeners. Uh, I had one the other day that sent me a, an email. A lot of them send me these emails privately, by the way. They, they are affected by something in the show. They don't feel that they want to share it publicly on the website, but they do tell me privately how it affects them. Uh, one of the shows that I did, I think it was episode 48, I did after my personal planning retreat last year, and I talked about how shame had affected me in my life and how I had finally got to the point where I recognized my contribution in creating my own grid of shame, which is holding me back from doing the things that I wanted to do, and how it released me from that. And what the most, some of the most uh, satisfying aspects of the podcast have been getting emails back from people. I got one from uh, a gal who said, I listened to that show, that episode three times, and then I shared it with our uh, study group and we listened to it together and processed it together as a community. And I thought, wow, that's just really, really good. So it's gratifying for me mostly to hear back from others about how our show the things we talk about has stimulated their thinking or helped them in some way. That beyond anything is uh, what keeps me coming back to the microphone week after week. What would you say is your greatest struggle that you've dealt with in having a podcast that you're producing on a weekly basis? Well, I think you mentioned it a little earlier before. It is the cycle of coming up with fresh content and keeping at it. And you know, I'm pretty disciplined in that I want to keep to a rigorous schedule. And, and I have, like I said, I think we've apart from two weeks where both Armin and I were traveling and it was unavoidable, uh, we've done a pretty good job at keeping a regular frequency. We know how important that is. And so just keeping that dynamic going then does put pressure on coming up with new content ideas and trying to keep it fresh. So I think if anything, it's, it's that. It's coming up with the show topics, especially ones that are pertinent to where we're at and that have a specific meaning and is helpful for our audience. It's not too esoteric. Do you have any kind of tips to give to somebody who is just starting out in podcasting? They're where you were, let's just say, two years ago. Yeah, you know, I think it's not anything that you you don't already cover, Cliff, in your class. But I know from going through it myself, and as I mentioned earlier in our conversation, just getting something out there. I mean, I it, it did take 18 hours, but goodness, I think it wouldn't have needed to take that long. Uh, but it's amazing when you put it out there, when you start looking at, all right, what do you want to refine? And that's what I did. I, 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 took, I kept track of how many hours did I put in on it, and I looked at where did I spend it. So I tried to decide what was the one-time stuff that I spent time on, you know, like selecting music and things like that. You, that's a one-time expense that's a startup. You're not going to be doing that every week. So I really looked 
in those first five to 10 episodes that I put out, I really spent time on looking at ways I could shave off those times. So I set goals when we put out 18 hours in the first episode, I said, you know, I want to set a goal to try to get an episode out in under five hours. And so, as I said, I've got it under two hours now, but that was my first objective. And just to get it out and let it go and take your lumps for it. And, you know, I don't even go back and listen to those first episodes. I really kind of a little bit embarrassed that maybe even after 18 hours, it could have used a lot more improvement than it has today. But um, you know, that's where it is. And I think that's what you say in your class is oftentimes we get just so worried about what we're saying that we don't want to get it out there. I imagine that people have out there kind of resonated with what you're saying here. Where do they find the podcast? Yeah, simple. Reinventure.me. And that's uh, there's no dot com or you can go to reinventureme.com, but it's reinventure.me. It's very simple. And, uh, you know, certainly welcome anybody to uh, to send us some comments about shows they'd like to hear about. Visit our library of shows that we have there. We'd love to get your feedback. Well, Larry, I really do value your time and I very much appreciate the opportunity to get to have you share this journey. Thank you so much for oh, coming Cliff, on to the show. Cliff, it's an honor for me and I just want to tell you again, thank you for what investment of energy you put in that A to Z course. This isn't something that you just stand up and people come in and you you walk away from. I know you personally pour a lot of your energy in when the course is meeting to answer questions. And I had my fair share of them and you did not hesitate at all to get right in and dig in on it. And I got to tell you, one of the really fruitful things I think was a surprise. I didn't realize how effective your private Facebook community is of A to Z alumni. And even after the course, just throwing things out there and then seeing the interaction, I've learned so much and you have such a stellar group of alumni and I'm just honored to be part of them. And Thank you for the time today. Well, there you go, my friends. That wraps it up for the interview that I did with Leary Gates from the Reinventure Me podcast. You know, I don't feel like I'm one of the greatest interviewers out there in the world. It's certainly not a format that comes natural to me. I'm more of a solo host guy myself. But one of the things that I wanted to do with these interviews that I've done recently was to give you a little bit of the flavor of the different type of people that I've been working with through my podcasting A to Z course. And of course, to take some of those people who are now into podcasting either for several months or even several years down the road and what has their journey been like. You obviously have heard me talk to people in this podcast where I've shared the journeys of people who are in this for the business side of things and people who are doing it for the ministry side of things, people who are doing it for the hobby and the love of it. And just because it helps them, forces them to really go through their thought process. What do I sincerely think about these very important topics? And sharing that verbally not only helps me, but also could help other people, kind of what Leary has said here. Lots of different reasons why people podcast, lots of different types of podcasts, and of course, I want to let you know that if it is your goal to launch a podcast here in 2016, my next session of Podcasting A to Z starts less than one month from now on Monday, March 14th. It is the 24th session of this course, and if you would like to have me as your personal coach walking you through every single step of the process of successfully launching your podcast, I encourage you to head over to podcastinga2z.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. When you're there, go ahead and scroll to the very bottom of the page, 
read the testimonials and you'll see that the folks there say similar things to what you've heard Leary and other alumni members that I've interviewed here in the show. And the reason why I point that out is not because I want you to see how great Cliff Ravenscraft is. It's really not about that at all. What I want you to understand by what you're hearing here and what you'll read in those testimonials at the bottom of the page is that this course is not like any other online course that you've ever taken before. This is one-on-one coaching with me on top of all the training material that's there, walking you through, giving you direct access to me through every step in the process. If that sounds interesting to you, definitely head over to podcastinga2z.com. And with that, my friends, I'm going to wrap things up here and I'll be back again next week when I'm back from New Zealand finally. And until then, I encourage you to take everything you're doing to the next level. Helping you take everything you do to the next level.